You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with the Hosterman team here at Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Tommy Carafa with HomeSmart. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Today, Tommy and I will be talking about what sellers need to know in this changing market. We are coming out of an extreme seller's market, and that has an effect on the way that sellers should be thinking and acting. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. A quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans and HomeSmart are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Tommy Carafa, show number seven. How are you, buddy? Good. I I love that number seven. My favorite number, John (laughs) Elway. That, that was my number in high school. I love I love the number seven. So. We got Tommy a little plaque this morning for being our uh, our MVP guest the most times. Number seven. Yeah, thank um, you. I love that. Plaque. As always, Tommy. Thanks so much. We love having you on the show. Uh, for those that don't know, Tommy Carafa is a native. He's he's a local here in the Denver area, um, and he knows real estate as well as anybody uh, anybody else around. So we love having Tommy on the show. He's got great insights, Tommy. Tell us a little bit about uh, your real estate experience, career, history here in Colorado. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on again. It's it's a pleasure. I, I love being a part of this show and educating buyers and sellers on real estate. Um, I am, I've actually been in real estate for, for about 10 years now. So I've come in right out of the 08, 09 kind of crash and into it now, um, so it's been it's been a it's been a wild ride that that's that's for sure and uh, just things that are changing so quickly, uh, but that that's the the nature of real estate and it makes it fun. But I am a, a Colorado native. I'm a third generation Colorado native. Um, wow, three generations. Yeah, yeah. Where did the first generation start so out? So in Grand Junction, Colorado. Okay. My my, my grandpa Hyde. Uh, he was a cowboy, and um, his father was a, was a was a cowboy. Just. Um, yeah, just just great great men, um, and I still got family on the western slope there, and then over in Utah. So it's it's pretty cool just looking at the history of uh, of my mom's side of the family. Very so, cool. Yeah, uh, Tommy, you're with Home Smart. Tell us a little bit about Home Smart and what you guys have going on over there. Yeah, Home Smart. I've been with Home Smart since they uh, acquired Cherry Creek Properties. Uh, that was probably about six years ago now. Um, we are the largest brokerage in Colorado, and we have brokerages throughout, I believe, all well, 49 states. I don't think we're in all 50 yet. Um, we do have quite a few agents. That's why I love it, because I can uh, network with agents and also send listings to agents and, hey, I got a buyer for you, or hey, somebody tells me I got a buyer for your listing, Tommy. Um, and very, very proud of being a part of HomeSmart. Um, I think we, I know we did. I know we closed the most transactions last year in the Denver metro area. So very, very professional agents and 
love being a part of uh, the HomeSmart family. HomeSmart's a great company. We've worked with many HomeSmart agents over the years. They have a great reputation. They do a great job. So um, great to hear you're still with them, Tommy, and sounds like you're going to be for a while. Um, let's shift gears a little bit, Tommy. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the market that we're in right now. Um, if you're out there and you're not uh, in tuned to the real estate market the way that Tommy and I are, we so we were talking earlier. You know, we're kind of the boots on the ground for this industry. Uh, we tend to notice changes and see things a little bit earlier on than probably the general public. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show, Tommy, that we are coming out of an extreme seller's market. Talk to the audience. What is a seller's market? Yeah, the seller's market, it's been it's been a, a seller's market for quite a while now. So that shift and how things are changing quickly. Um, and we'll get into that. But that seller's market is really you could almost... D- I, I don't like to do that, but you could technically almost put a sign in the yard, overprice it, and you'll probably get multiple offers on that property. Yep. And get ten percent over asking, sometimes twenty. Um, so that that was a market where we had extremely low inventory and then also low, low, low interest rates. So people it didn't really it didn't really mind offering quite a bit over. Um so that seller's market, uh the seller could really demand whatever they wanted from rent backs, free rent backs. Um, to waiving inspections, no inspections, really buying side on scene, the the seller was in the in the driver's seat, and um, that that is that is changing. Um, the sky's not falling, but it is changing, and it is changing uh, quickly. So let's let's go backwards a little bit here, Tommy. Let's discuss what the market has looked like since the 2008 housing crash, kind of before we got to where we are today. Um, it, 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 in general, what we saw in 2008, we had a major housing crash, and um, it, there wasn't a lot of real estate happening. And that started to turn around, I feel like, around 2012 or so, where people started to get back out there. They started to feel more comfortable and in my opinion, we've been we've just been going since then, right? I mean, we've seen roughly double digit uh, increases in values since around 2012 or so, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. And that's really when I bought my first house it was coming right out of that that crash, the 0809 crash. But it started uptick, yep, around 2012, and you started seeing slow multiple offers or just increased showings on on houses. Um, but ever since then, it just had kept going up and up and up. There was a little bit of blip. I believe it was 2019 where it slowed down a little bit. Um, but right after COVID, it, it really just accelerated uh, because it just expanded. Uh, or you could work really from anywhere, but then also with the rates at h- historic lows. Um, and they're still historically low right now. Um, but, yeah, it was it was Not good. to it's the extent that we had seen them, though. Right. So, I mean, you talk about probably on average double digits, maybe a 10% growth for roughly 10 years. That's just not sustainable. You know what I mean? And so, in my opinion, I mean, I think a correction was is inevitable. Uh, do you think we're starting to see that correction to some degree? Yes. And I agree with you. It was unsustainable. When, when you have people coming offering three, four, five hundred thousand dollars over asking. And that's know, real that's crazy. that's real real numbers that, yeah. that we have seen. And that's unsustainable. And that that prices people just your average um, person that actually has a great job, but it prices them out of the market. And I believe in home ownership one hundred percent. Um but if somebody can't afford that down payment or just are 
are just getting priced out by people who have deep, deep pockets, um, it's unsustainable and yeah. it's not, it's not a healthy market. So the impact of these changes as we as we come out of this extreme sellers market and we and the pendulum begins to shift back towards um, you know the I don't know if I want to say a buyer's market yet we certainly aren't there yet where you know the leverage and the advantages with the buyers I don't think we're there yet I think we could see that um, but as we shift that way um, who's who's more impacted by that do you think do you think sellers are more impacted by that or buyers or or is it kind of the same but different yeah I, I would say it's kind of the same but different because i i look at it as as we just talked about all the way from 2012 to now those increases appreciation of 10 20 percent, even even 30 percent in some neighborhoods that i saw the sellers are you're still way ahead you have a ton of equity in your house now on the flip side you're you for a buyer you're not competing against five ten 15, 20 offers. I had one that had 26 offers. 26 offers? Yeah. And That's that, insane. Yeah, you're not you're not competing that. Now, uh, with my current listings, buyers have time to think about it. You don't have to make a rash, rash decision. Um, but yeah, the, the pendulum is swinging uh, towards the buyer side. But again, as a seller, the, the sky is not falling. You have so much equity in your home. Yep. And I think people like a stock almost, Tommy. Mm-hmm. I think people try to to time the sale of their home sometimes so that they can maximize the equity out of their home. Right. And and I get that. Mm-hmm. That's um it, it makes sense to me, but it, but just like a stock, it's almost an impossible thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you bought your home to make money off of the sale of that home down the road, you know, now might be a good time to think about selling that home if you want to maximize that equity. But if you don't have a need to sell your home, like you said, the sky is not falling. Mm. Values may come down, but values will come back eventually, right? right. Uh, but this is probably the natural correction that needed to happen after such incredible growth over over that time. Uh, you had mentioned uh, that buyers have a little bit more time to think now. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that listings are sitting on the market a little bit longer right now? Yeah. So instead of selling in that first weekend it might take three to four weekends to sell. Um, it's just, it's just the nature of the, actually the season we're into, we're in summer. Yep. So yep. people are on their camping trips, summer vacation. They're just not thinking about it. So this is a natural slowdown this time of year anyways, but it is, it, it's going to take a little bit of time to sell. And that's really for me and, and, and for other agents is really coaching our sellers. This is what the market is looking like. And then also even we can't, Take those comps from three, four months ago. Great point. You, you just can't. And even when it was a seller's market, I would tell my sellers, we won't we won't have really a gauge on our list price because it changes every single weekend. There's a new high water mark on our list price. So it was, in, in so many ways, I would tell my sellers, hey, we will have that price determined really that day when we, we were listing. Because what I would do is I would call other agents who had just listed the house, see if they w- they could disclose what they went under contract for. And that affected the price because we were seeing 10% over asking, 20% over asking. And in that case, we could, we could list the price even higher than what we thought even two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And it's still the same case now. We just really calling other agents, what traffic they're getting on their listings and being smart where that price is set. 
I, I think you made a huge point here, Tommy, and, I, and that is you can't really use comps from four months ago, mm. right? And as much as you may want to, and your, your neighbor may have sold for X amount, and you feel like your house is better, nicer, equal, whatever the case might be, I think the reality is if you're serious about selling your home, you have to price it right and if you price it low, typically the market will correct that, right? Mm-hmm. If you price it low, then typically you're going to get multiple offers and you're going to sell for a higher price anyway. But I think it's dangerous to list high right now. Would you agree? Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to make sure you're interviewing your real estate agent to make sure that they're actually in it right now and that they are professional, that they have a track record of selling. Um the days of, hey, people just getting the real estate license, thinking yeah. this is an easy industry, yeah. it's not. Yep. Um, you have a major asset on your hands, yep. and you can't just entrust it to anybody because, like you just said, talked about, John, if you overprice your property right now and, and overprice it drastically, it's 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 not good. It's going to sit. Um, you're going to make... end up reducing it, right? You, yeah, you're chasing and then the market. probably getting less than you ultimately would have gotten had you gone in at the right price or even a little lower. Yeah, exactly. And listen and, and interview your agent, but listen to them as well. I know when we think, hey, my neighbor got this, they had cars out out, out of our neighborhood, lying out the door, just trying to, to get in to see it. Yep. Those days are, are, are not here anymore. And yep. y- you have to make sure you are wise about pricing your house. And then also another thing is, making sure it's professional pictures, making sure the home is staged correctly. Listen to your agent. Make sure that agent has a staging team and a team around them. Yep. And then also we'll make those suggestions to uh, to improve your property because you cannot just throw your house on the par- market and think it's going to sell in, in, a, in a bad condition. So Great points, Tommy. So to that point, you got to have professional photos done. These mm-hmm. are not that expensive. Uh, and I don't, sometimes the realtor pays for it. Sometimes the client does, but they're just, they're not that expensive either way. Uh, a staging crew. I mean, I've had numerous agents, very good agents on the show. And most of them swear by staging. Mm-hmm. They stage every single home, even if that means just having a stager coming in and telling, uh, telling the sellers here, you know, I would put this here and clean up that and do those kinds of things. I think that really goes a long way. Um, and I think right now that's going to be as important as it, as it has been in a long time. Tommy, what about seller concessions? And, mm-hmm. and for our audience, seller concessions are where the sellers give the buyer money to use towards closing costs and prepaid items. We have seen that over the past few years, but it's relatively rare. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to start to see more seller concession type stuff? Yes. Yeah. So if you're a buyer, this is a is a great time. And uh, for that seller concession, maybe it's buying down your rate a little bit and helping you with your closing costs. This is a great opportunity to to ask for those seller concessions. Um, and, and in cases where maybe that seller has overpriced their home, it's been sitting, it's been sitting, you go out with your agent, you make an offer, maybe you give them close to what they're wanting, but then on the on the backside, you're asking for those seller concessions and it's a win-win for both parties because you don't have to bring as much money down um, and it, maybe you're buying down your rate, your payment's a little bit lower, but then they're almost getting what they want for their house as well. 
Absolutely. I I think that's going to be a real strategy uh, for sellers to help to sell their property. Um, Another, just another couple strategies here that I think are going to come up, Tommy, uh, buy downs. Mm -hmm. So I've been in the industry for 10 years. Um, uh, Buy downs are not something that I have seen, but it it used to be a pretty popular tactic. And that's where you're going to have, basically, you're going to have the sellers pay um, for the buyers to have a lower interest rate for the first year, two years, something like that. After that, the third year, it goes to um, you know the normal payment, but the sellers end up paying the difference on those payments over the two-year period. Um, it's another strategy. It helps a buyer to get in with a lower payment at first. Um, I think we're going to start to see some of that kind of stuff as well. Um, and then assumptions. So a lot of people don't know, but FHA and VA loans, which are loans backed by the federal government, these are assumable loans. So that means theoretically, a buyer could come in and they could purchase a property and actually take over the loan that the seller has on that property right now. So if you think about where rates were a year and a half ago, somebody purchases a home with an FHA loan, they're at 2.75%, and rates right now are at six or six and a quarter, whatever they're at right now. That's a significant difference. That's really attractive. Like you want to know that if you're an agent or if you're a buyer or a seller out there, you want to know if the seller has an FHA or a VA loan. Yeah, exactly. And those are those are two huge things. And that's why it's so important when you do interview your agent and hire an agent and making sure that they understand and they have the resources behind them and great lenders uh, like the Hosterman team uh, to, to under, understand that and identify it. Because then your house is even more marketable to a buyer and then advertising that agent's advertising it out there. And you're going to get more for your house because they can assume that rate at a much lower rate than the the current uh, market is right now. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, call us at 303-921-921. Five seven four seven. If you would like to get in touch with Tommy Carafa with HomeSmart to discuss buying or selling your next home, he can be reached at 303-257-3891. Tommy, one of my favorite parts of the show, we get to talk about listings for a minute. And you have uh, a couple of great ones. Um, I think you actually have a few. So I'm going to let you talk about whichever ones you want to. Let the audience know, uh, you know, roughly where they're at, what the prices are, and some details. Yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been it's been good. We have uh, four listings on the market right now, but two have have just hit the market. Um, one of them is in the Ottawa uh, community, and that's in Parker. It's a Toll Brothers house, beautiful home. It's only two years old. It's 5,200 square feet, 3,600. Uh, square feet finish, so four beds, four baths, expansive uh, living area, massive kitchen island. Um, one of one of the one of the best neighborhoods, in my opinion, in Parker, uh, and it feeds into some great schools. So if you're interested in that one, that one's listed just right over a million. Um, basically, again, a brand new brand new house, and that's uh, a Toll Brothers house. And then. Another one, we have uh, 2792 Elkstone Court, and that's in Colorado Springs. This home is stunning. It also is only two years old, 895,000, 4,000 square feet, 3,600 square feet, finished, um, four beds, four baths, 
uh, three-car garage and over $100,000 worth of upgrades in the backyard. It also overlooks um, open space and then the mountain mountain views too. And then we have another one over by Chatfield Farms, over by Chatfield Reservoir. Beautiful listing, 940000 um, great, great location there. And then we have one hitting today in the meadows, um, beautiful house, 725,000, another one that's only two years old. So there's a lot of great inventory out there. And I would love to, to show you those properties or have your agent go show you those. Tommy, again, what's your phone number? If somebody does want to get in touch with you on one of those properties, 303-257-3891. Again, that is 303-257-3891. You can always tell a good real estate agent if they're busy. Tommy, you are always busy. You got a lot going on, buddy. Yeah. And I think that is a testament to to your knowledge and experience here in real estate. Um, you've always got a lot a lot of clients that you're working with, and and you must be doing a good job because they keep coming back. I've got a couple of listings here. Uh, first one, a day Taiwu with uh, Brokers Guild Homes, and this one is at fifteen eighty seven South Naples Street in Aurora. It is listed at four hundred ninety seven thousand nine hundred, and this is uh, rough square footage of one thousand eight hundred fifty two. Three bed, two bath, beautiful and pristine Tudor style home tucked in a neat and quiet neighborhood. If you'd like some more information on this property, give a day a call at seven two zero. Five six zero eight three two three. I've uh, got a one more here, and this one is Justin Fine with Jack Fine Properties at one four one zero Spruce Street in Denver. This one's listed at five hundred and fifteen thousand, just over twenty one hundred square feet, three bed, two bath. Be a part of the rapidly growing East Colfax area. Delightful duplex within close proximity to the bars, restaurants, coffee shops, Central Park, Lowry, downtown. This is an incredible location. Give Justin Fine a call if you'd like some more information on this property. He can be reached at 303-522-9622. All right, Tommy. Great information so far. Um, I've got a few more topics I want to I want to touch base on with you. And uh, the first one is interest rates have basically doubled, if not more, if not more than doubled in the last year or so. This has an immediate impact on buying power. So switching gears here a little bit, uh, talking about buyers just a little bit. Interest rates have gone up significantly. Um, in my opinion, if you're waiting for interest rates to go back down. Please don't hold your breath mm-hmm. because you're not going to be around when they do. Right. Um, I do think eventually they will. What are your thoughts on impacts to buyers with the changes in the interest rates? Yeah, I, I wouldn't sit on the sidelines and, and hoping and wishing that the interest rates are going to go down. That took a global pandemic for those rates to go down to where they were. Unless you want to have a global pandemic like we did, um, I don't see that happen. And I, I, I just cannot see the rates going down to where they were. Um, I, I, I know it affects your buying power, but like we just talked about you now, you can ask the seller to help with some of those buy downs of those rates. Um, but I would not sit on the sidelines waiting for these rates to go down. And what we mean by buying power, purchasing power, we talk about sometimes on the show, that's the ability. How much can a buyer purchase given their particular characteristics for their file or if you will, or, or themselves. And so if, 
a lot of clients will max out what are what the debt ratios are, right? So let's say the debt ratios are fifty percent for a particular client that we may we may have said to them a year ago or so, hey, you know, probably the highest home that you're going to be able to purchase is five hundred thousand, right? And now when interest rates basically double or even a little bit more than that, now we have to go back to that client and say, look. Now you're looking at a different home. You're not looking at a $500,000 home anymore. You're now looking for a home probably in the 300s. You're probably not even in the 400s anymore. Um, and that's a huge – that could be a whole different part of town, right? Oh, yeah. Not only are you probably not looking in the same neighborhood, you might be looking at a different part of town, right? Exactly. And, and instead of a single-family house, now you might be looking at a, a townhouse, townhome. maybe yep. even a condo because yep. that makes a big difference. And that's what I would I would encourage you. If you are a buyer, do not wait because the rates can still continue to go up. That's right. Um, and, it, yep. and, it, and it can take away from your buying power even now. Well, and we saw inflation numbers yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Most recent inflation numbers, inflation's at 9%. That is much higher than they would like inflation to be. The reality is that we can't continue to have high levels of inflation. We need to fight that inflation. Mm-hmm. One of the best tools that the government or the Fed has um, is to raise interest rates. And so there is a high likelihood, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that you could see rates go even higher. Yeah. Uh, you know, 6% sounds really high. 9% sounds really, really, really mm-hmm. high. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so I think, I think Tommy makes a great point. Like, if you're thinking about buying a home, I really would, would consider doing it now. Because, I mean, worst case scenario, if rates drop back down to four, go ahead and refinance your loan, get into a better position. But now could be a very good time to purchase. Um, do buyers have a little bit more leverage with offers now, Tommy? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, like, what we talked about is you do have time to think. Um, and in some cases, sellers are, wait a minute, my house didn't sell in the first weekend or basically the first day was on the market. I didn't have offers sight on scene. So sellers, I don't want to say they're panicking in some cases, but they are willing to take, you know, they're going to entertain any offer, um, if it's been sitting for a little bit. So yes, I I would, I would say as a buyer, this is a great time to go out and start looking. This is the time you've been waiting for. This is the time that my buyers who've been sitting on the sidelines, I've been waiting for. So why wait longer? And maybe even, yeah, where interest rates possibly go up to 10%, you're still back in the same position. Now you just lost out on on a potential home you could own now for 6%. So yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Uh, We've got a couple minutes left here, Tommy. Overall, do you think this shift in the real estate market, what we're starting to see right now, is a good thing for Colorado? Yeah, I, I would I would definitely say because I know I have even one of my sisters. Um, I have you know friends and family where this market was extremely difficult for them to buy, and it was unsustainable for for people to even get their dip their toe into the market. But now, yes, I believe it's healthy. I think. Um, it's not going to, the sky's not falling. I don't want to say that, but there's always, there always needs to be checks and balances, a correction. Yes. And, and this is what we're seeing right now. And the good news is Colorado historically has always weathered recessions. Um, any major downturns like we had in 08, 09, basically a crash, 08, 09, we were still doing well. And it also depends. That's why it's important to have that good real estate agent Buy, you got to buy location, location, location. Buying in areas that are, will always be desirable, your yeah. schools, 
um, walking distance maybe to, to a coffee shop, whatever that might look like, make sure that, that you have an agent who is really in tune with that. Hey, historically, this neighborhood has, has year over year, even during a recession, um, has been, been a good market to sell. Great information, Tommy. Great advice. I think you make some really, really good points here today. And I think, you know, a couple of the key things here, I I think for sellers, it's a mindset adjustment. All right. I I think we've been used to for the last few years slapping your house on the market. And and I'm not suggesting you do this or other agents do, but it, it, but there is a mentality or there had been a mentality out there for a while that, that sellers didn't even need to have an agent working for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never agreed with that particular position, but they felt that they could just put their house for sale and get, you know, a a ton of money for it and be able to also protect themselves by the way, because Mm -hmm. the purchase contract is 18 pages long. So if you're not very, very familiar with that. I don't know how comfortable I would be doing my own transaction, but I think that mindset has to shift to, Mm -hmm. we need to really take a good look at, at recent comps, but also where just in the market is it? I mean, if you Mm -hmm. pull comps and comps and you get a particular value, is that the value you want to list your house at, or do you want to bring it a little bit lower? Uh, Those are the conversations you want to have with your agent to have a good strategy in place. As far as buyers go, Interest rates have gone up, but I, you know, I was talking to an agent I know uh, very well, Susie Roy, who's been around forever. She's been doing this for 25 plus years. Um, and she said when she bought her first home, it was at 19%. Mm-hmm. So 19%, that's a lot higher than 6%. Yeah. Uh, 6% is high compared to what we've seen lately, but it is still a very good interest rate. And again, if rates go down, you can, you can always refinance yeah. your home. Um, but if you're a buyer out there, I would take advantage of this market. Do not shy away from it. Uh, now could be a great time to make that move. Tommy, as always, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Yeah, really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. If you would like to get in touch with Tommy Carafa to discuss buying or selling your next home, Tommy can be reached at 303-257-3891. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600, Saturdays at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com.